Welcome to On Texas Football. It's a Tuesday morning. I'm joined by Joe Cook, beat reporter for the Longhorns at InsideTexas.com. Please join us at InsideTexas.com if you haven't already. A uh, couple of notes here real quick. The Longhorns hit the practice field again uh, this morning, Joe, uh, but media not necessarily allowed at this point. Is that correct? Yeah, haven't got an email, didn't get an email saying we could go check out the first 20 minutes like we have been able to uh, during some of the first practices. It's typical uh, during the course of spring. You get to see some of the early stuff, and as it goes on and on, um, those those opportunities to view are more and more limited to you know not at all. So not anything unexpected, but we'll still have all the, the inside intel over on Inside Texas, and uh, we'll, we'll have it covered all the way up until the spring game. Yeah, it sounds to me like uh, like uh, Steve Sarkeesian is pulling back a little bit from his open openness early in the campaign when the pads weren't on, when there wasn't as much hitting going on. I think he wants to or prefers to do that uh, behind the scenes. They had a scrimmage on Saturday. I know you, Eric Naline, had a piece today about where he thinks or had a piece on excuse me on Monday about where he thinks uh, some of those uh, players are sitting as far as offense. I'm going to talk to him on Wednesday about that and the state of the program. Uh, but based on your, uh, you know, insight and you being on the ground there in Austin and, and talking with the players and coaches, how do you feel spring training is going so far for the football team? I think it's going positive. You know, normally coaches are pretty forthright when it comes to having a good practice or, or a bad practice because they also understand that the, the info is going to get out. So they can tell us, oh, things were great, you know, looked like all pros out there and then uh, you know, we can find out information that it looked like 2A football and not to be, not to besmirch 2A football, but still, uh, we'll, we'll know when, when uh, he's not being completely honest in that regard, but we haven't gotten that yet. We haven't gotten any, no, it was bad. No, the, the, the energy wasn't that good. Even in that first practice after spring break, there was positivity from Steve Sarkeesian and, and, you know, he liked the fact that the team, stayed pretty focused over the course of spring break. Of course, it was a vacation from football and players took advantage. But uh, once it was time to get right back to it, it sounded like everybody did. Uh, took that as a positive. Still no major, you know, no major injury notes to to know to, to uh, that we know of at this point. Um, and, you know, practice at this point, it's kind of just a, a way for players to develop. I don't know if any true moving up or down the depth chart is going to happen at this juncture. Uh, I think that's going to be saved most likely until the fall. Granted, something could happen if some if one of the players just starts blowing the coaches away, but I don't think that's what this spring's about. I think it's mostly about uh, making sure that a lot of the fundamentals, techniques, and installs are nailed. Any, any uh, particular position groups taking you by surprise a little bit or intriguing you maybe more than they were at the outside of outset of spring camp. You know, I have, I think those the offensive guard and offensive tackle spots are a little bit mostly with how it pertains to that 2022 class. Kelvin Banks has that left tackle spot. He can be competed with for, you know, by everybody in this conference almost. He's not given that spot up. Christian Jones as a 6-year senior, he's not given that spot up. So how do a lot of these 2022 offensive linemen, some who arrived thinking that they were going to play tackle, figure in during their second year on campus into the lineup? We kind of had a notion, Neto Umiozulu and even um, Cam Williams, their opportunities would be at tackle once their time came. But we're hearing, you know, Neto's obviously getting 
run at guard. Cam Williams is doing a little bit of both. Maybe that's how they break into the lineup. And even Steve Sarkeesian mentioned, uh, I think last week, that Evan Neal, who is going to be collecting a lot of money in the next few years at the NFL, he started at guard. And I think even in some research I did, there was another uh, offensive lineman either on this year's Alabama squad or the one prior uh, who started at guard before moving out to tackle. Um, so that how those 2022 alignment get on the field as quickly as possible, that's kind of what I'm looking at. And it seems like guard uh, is the, the place for them, whether it be competing with Hayden Connor, uh, DJ Campbell still working, Cole Hudson when he comes back, and then obviously Umio Zulu and Williams striving to earn some space some time at those two spots. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I, I look at it and I, I say that that's a big one. For me, the, probably the most interesting right now is running back. Um, you know, you have new faces, uh, a couple of them. Savion Red making a position change. Highly recruited guy like uh, uh, Cedric Baxter coming in, CJ Baxter. But then you have two guys on the mend in Jonathan Brooks and Keelan Robinson. While you lose two guys like Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it as a way or as a, uh, understanding, uh, of exactly what does Texas have at running back. And, uh, you know, it, it looks like there are uh, suggestions that they may have found something in Savion Red at this point. Uh, but we don't know what we also hear encouraging news on Jaden blue. Uh, so it, it's one of those positions where we're all looking at, um, and, and trying to figure out what's what at this point. So even on Jaden Blue, interesting note, um, Trey Owens, the Texas quarterback commit in the 2024 class, a lot of those commits and targets who are on campus for the junior day, uh, they were able to take in practice. And he, even he noted, you know, kind of that Northwest Houston area, there's a little bit of connection there, but even he noted how good Jaden Blue was looking uh, during the practice that they were able to take in. So I'm, I'm with you on that. And he's an important one, I think, because – um, not only is he a very skilled receiver, but he's got burst. And if he just adds it between the tackles aspect to his game, he could be a pretty solid running back from the Longhorns. Uh, Rodney Terry, uh, the basketball coach, switching gears here, uh, uh, accepted uh, apparently the role of new head coach at the University of Texas. I'm sure uh, that is a, a big one for Texas fans uh, to note. Uh, they removed the interim tag. I have a question about that. Do you think that Chris Del Conte did the right thing by waiting until after the season uh, to name uh, Rodney Terry the head coach? I really do. Um, and I think not only did he do the right thing, he did something that's in his his history. I, I mentioned this on Twitter, and I think it's worth noting. And I think I lifted this from Aaron Hogan, who's on the radio here in Austin. Remember the Varsity Blues scandal where the Texas tennis coach got arrested in the middle of the year? They named it interim, Bruce Berkey, I think. Bruce Berkey got that team all the way into the national championship match and, of course, won the national championship match. Even for that, in a sport like tennis, um, and amidst that type of controversy, uh, 
Cristo Conte waited because that's what he said he was going to do. Same thing here, controversy, high profile, elite eight. Cristo Conte waited because that's what he said he was going to do. And after the season was done, he made his decision. So um, I, I think the process that they went about doing this was as good as you could ask for. Um, you know, if you're a Texas fan, maybe you're wondering if they uh, vetted any other candidates, but it would have been really hard to go that direction, especially after what Terry did. And I think what uh, a thing that makes Terry's hire pretty, at least to me, very palatable is the fact that you got to see him go through the Big 12, the gauntlet. And of course, he had a very experienced team, uh, a team that he had a hand in putting together. Of course, Chris Beard had a lot of the vision, but Rodney Terry did a lot of the legwork. Credit can go to both. But uh, Rodney Terry held his own both in a game plan and a game management aspect against some of the Big 12's best coaches, against uh, coaches like Bill Self, uh, against coaches like Scott Drew, against coaches like Bob Huggins. And I think that's a really encouraging sign that you have someone who's able to recruit and connect with personalities but also game plan and game manage. But we're going to learn a lot over the next month, two, three months about how he can handle the portal and how he can handle high school recruiting. I was going to say, I mean, it, it sounds like from uh, the word down there, our, our Jamie Shaw at on three was down at the uh, McDonald's All-American game uh, workouts on Monday. And he said Ron Holland, uh, the Texas signee from Duncanville, was his MVP of the scrimmages down there. Uh, so he, that young man is, uh, putting some, uh, some big time, uh, effort forth. Uh, it sounds like for, for him. And of course, AJ Johnson, the point guard also in, uh, in, uh, the recruiting class, Jerry Hamilton of, uh, inside Texas saying that Texas is also expected to go after another 2023 prospect, but then really try to go after the portal. Um, Joe, you know, it, it, it goes to show, just how impactful the portal is. Not only did Texas have a great season using primarily the portal, only three guys I think that were in the the normal rotation came to Texas uh, outside of the portal. How is that looking going forward for college basketball? Is it, is it going to be a lot of that or is it going to be, you know, a mix of, of newcomers with, with high end uh, ability, but Texas goes out and finds, two or three guys that average 12, 15 points a game at lower level schools and brings them in. I mean, what, what does that really look like from a fan's perspective? Man, you, you have to figure that out starting right now. Who's coming back on your own team and what do you need to get? I think with football, we've kind of come to the conclusion that you want to build your roster through high school recruiting. You want to lay that foundation and have players go through, develop, and come of age. With basketball, I don't know if it's the same. I think you want to stay old for as long as you possibly can. And I think that's often going to be through the portal. At the same time, there are pitfalls to that. And I think we saw that in Lubbock this year. You can put together a pretty skilled team with some quality players in the portal. But if you don't have a coach who can manage personalities and minutes and just all of that, it can cause some fracture for a lot of guys who don't really know each other and maybe a little mercenary in nature. Rodney Terry and, of course, Chris Beard before him were able to manage that extremely well. So I think that, granted, at Texas, you're going to have access to great basketball talent in the state of Texas. I mean, Ron Holland is one of the best to one of the best players in the country in this class. I think 2024, it's Trey Johnson, something like that. Um, 
2024, I think he's the number one overall recruit in the class. There's talent close by that you have to keep, uh, or you have to sign and keep if you can get him away from the G League or overtime. But I think for, you know, if you're a team, even at the high major level where you have five gaps to fill, you can't rely on a late blooming three star to fill that gap for your team next year. You have to go find somebody who preferably has college experience and is a plus uh, addition to your roster to fill that role. So it's got to be, I think, a lot of portal action. Um, and IL is obviously going to play a factor in that uh, as, as, as it will for every single team and just, but the same thing is old true. You got to have a track record. Texas has a good one. Rodney Terry has a pretty good one from this year. Uh, he's got to use it in the next few months to build a roster for the 2023-2024 season. Yeah. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Switching gears again here, uh, talking to Joe Cook, uh, beat reporter, InsideTexas.com. Uh, Joe, the, the other question I had, you were at the uh, recruiting event Texas had on Saturday for for football, you covered that for Inside Texas. Did a great job, you and Justin Wells, by the way. Um, the question I have for you on that: Were there two or three guys that were like, "Wow, this guy's really put together well"? Like this, like the the first off the bus kind of guys. Any guys that just struck you that way this this past weekend? You know, I'll go with the guy that it was a little bit of a surprise visit that he showed up. And Texas has been. On, uh, on his recruitment for a while, and that's Daniel Cruz. And he's a top interior offensive lineman target for Kyle Flood and the Longhorns. And granted, you know, he's probably around that 6'2", 6'3", range, and he's not necessarily all the other big humans that Texas has been recruiting. But he is tough, and he really likes playing inside on the offensive line. And you don't often get guys like that who are just ready to do that role, ready to play that role. And I think that's what Daniel Cruz is for the for the 2024 class. And, of course, this was a bit of surprise. It's a recruitment that I know Jerry has said that he expects to be coming down to a close-to-home uh, close choice. And for him to show up and be here again in Austin, I think that bodes well for the Longhorns, especially at a position that – it's tough to teach players how to play center. Remember, there was a learning curve for Zach Shackelford. There was a learning curve for Jake Majors. They eventually got it, and I know Zach Shackelford was at a fringe NFL roster level by the time he was done. I bet Jake Majors is probably at that level, maybe a little bit behind it. Uh, but if you can get a guy who is a full-time center, that's a really good thing to, to add into your class trying to think of one other guy, Reiner Swanson, uh, the tight end from, from uh, California. He, that's what a tight end is supposed to look like. Uh, you know, we've seen some of his film. Uh, I spent a lot of time with Jeff Banks. He put some pictures, I think, uh, from his visit um, with both, you know, the, the style stuff and the uniform and around the facility. Uh, Jerry Hamilton posted a picture of him with Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, that's an important position. Uh, it's a position that Texas has a really good pitch at right now with Jatavian Sanders, and it's a position that Texas may want, you know, good numbers 
in each class because they like using two tight end sets a decent amount. So I'd say those guys, as far as the first off the bus, Cruz kind of kind of looks like a I don't know if he wrestles or not, but he kind of has a little bit of that look to him that he's ready to to grapple uh, both with pads or without. And then Reiner Swanson looks like a guy who in two or three years will have 30 pounds on him and he'll be he'll, he'll be a menace probably on at the tight end spot no matter where he plays. I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you this question. Uh, you mentioned Trey Owens, the recruit that was at practice. He said he saw some things from Jaden Blue. Any other guys mention uh, what they saw at practice, anything like that to you just offhand? So I, I I only got to talk to a handful. I think Justin talked to a few more. We got all that up in the, the scoop yesterday uh, on Inside Texas, the Inside Scoop. Um, talked to Selman Bridges, and that was an important one. Uh, that's his first visit to Texas, and I think he's shot up in the rankings in the past couple of months. Um, he didn't really notice a player, uh, but he noticed that coaching from Terry Joseph was immediately applied in game situations. Um, and, and for a first visit for a player to see instruction translate immediately from their future position coach, potential future position coach, that's obviously a positive sign. Uh, Bennett Warren, uh, I got to catch up with some of his family members. Um, and that he comes from a school, I think, in Fort Bend Christian, who has a former NFL offensive lineman as their head coach. They know what good offensive line instruction looks like, and that's what they saw from from Kyle Flood over the course of Saturday's practice. So um, I don't know if there are very many player standouts, but from everybody we – at least I talked to, and I'm sure Justin got the same, they're able to see some of that instruction come to life on the practice field and be applied into game situations or scrimmage situations. All right. Now, Joe Cook, uh, beat reporter, managing editor, InsideTexas.com. Joe, we appreciate your time, bud. You have a good one. Uh, we'll see you again later this week. Uh, for Joe Cook, I'm Bobby Burton. This has been On Texas Football. Congrats to Rodney Terry. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, thank you for watching again, and hook them.